Mandy Made Podcast. I'm your host, Mandy. As I share, I pray you will be able to connect with others, obtain new tools and resources, as well as resonate with the stories shared by others as you listen. Let's get started. I want to ask how you feel about your community. I'm not just talking about where you live, small town or big town. When I say community, I'm talking about the closest people in your circle that you lean into and who love on you and who you love on. Who is on your emergency list? If something happens to you, who gets called? If something happens to one of your kids, who gets called? When there's a birthday party or baby shower, who gets an invite? When your heart shatters and you need encouragement, promises, and truth, who do you text first? That's the kind of community I'm talking about. Like, who do you call? My people? They answer if I call because I never call. They know it's important because I am a texter. Actually, I'm pretty sure I have like 200 unread text messages, so maybe I'm not a texter. I'm sorry about that, guys. I'm trying to be better, but (laughs) I think that this is just who I am. But community isn't something that just happens. I have discovered that I really need to be intentional about it because it's important to me. After my divorce and before I remarried, my community looked so different than it does now. For example, I was an independent mama. I spoke at events for my business and I did trainings for women and I did classes for single moms. And as I became immersed in CR and growing deeper in my faith, my community started to grow in a different way because I was growing in a different way because I was in a season where I needed mentorship and accountability in a way that I had never experienced before. And then when I got remarried, my community drastically changed again. Like I feel like everything about it changed. And I think a lot of blended families experience this because what blended families experience is just so different. And everyone's blended family experiences something completely different. And sometimes it can be really hard to relate to others and to gain support. And so when my community drastically changed, I really pulled back from a lot of what I was doing and giving to prioritize my marriage and focus on my family. I needed to do that because I wanted to be the best wife I could be. I wanted to be the best mom I could be. It took a little while to find my footing and figure out how to do it. So as our marriage grew and the blending of our family really started to take form, we actually needed to bring different people and resources into our marriage to support us in our family. And I think that's pretty common. I think that sometimes it can be difficult to know where to start. Our first meeting of marriage, when we were supposed to be fighting over you know, how to load the dishwasher or where the bread goes on the counter in the fridge or in the pantry. You know, we were actually facing extreme sickness. So we really tested that vow in sickness and in health, but mostly sickness. Um, I was really sick during my pregnancy with our now three-year-old. So sick, like so sick. Um, I wasn't even working. The people in my life really changed because of Instead of me pouring into others, I was on the other side needing my people to pour into me. I didn't really expect that, and I had never really experienced that before. And so 
it was definitely a learning experience. Um, at that time, I wasn't good at asking for help or understanding what kind of help I needed. The people who loved on us, you know, this looked like dropping off meals, um, sending prayers, praying over us, being the first to text to reach out, you know, meeting me where I was at because I was, I was really discouraged. Um, and if any of you have experience short-term or long-term sickness, I think that you can relate. But there were lots of cheerleaders in my corner at that point, and I definitely was not a cheerleader. I mean, I was. I There was still a lot of happy moments in that season, but I definitely wasn't the first one to text a happy text. I mean, unless we had good news. Um, and then during that same pregnancy, it was my husband's turn to be sick right before the baby arrived. Um, he dealt with an extreme infection in our community completely surrounded us with love and support by pretty much dropping everything to help with the kids and bring items to the hospital or have them delivered and, you know, lovingly point us to the Lord and remind them, remind us of his truth and promises. Does our community look like that still? I mean, yes, actually it does. But right now we are giving differently and accepting differently. And that's something that I really love and value about you know, the people we do life with is we are able to meet each other where we're at and love on each other and our kids and do life together. So in that season, when I was really sick, after I had the baby, I wasn't sick anymore and it was wonderful. But then we moved. The people that we did life with kind of changed and that was a growing season. We we're used to doing Sunday dinners every single week with some close friends, and we kind of had to navigate what that looked like now that we kind of lived farther away. Um, we moved to a completely different town, and so I had to put myself out there and introduce myself to people and join some groups and introduce myself and ask questions and figure out how to welcome people into our life and into our kids' lives. And we needed to find a new church and our kids started school. And so there was just lots of different changes. Do some people stay in your community for long periods of time? Absolutely. But sometimes there are just transitions in life and people grow apart. And sometimes it's not anybody's fault besides the fact that life is going so fast. I do not even understand how it's already February. It really takes a different form of intention to do life with others. Now I'm in a completely different season because living through a pandemic, going through two years of litigation stuff, plus a pregnancy, all of those things added together kind of led me to a season where I was reaching out to others more and for that emotional support and having others pour into me. And so now that I'm out of that season of having others pour into me, I know I'm in a spot where I can pour into others. And that's a wonderful thing about true authentic friendships and relationships is that there is that give and that take. Like I am able to accept help from my friends because I know that I'm going to be right there to pour into them and love on them and give back to them. 
am really focusing on that in my community. I love the book of Ephesians and um, 6, 7 says to serve wholeheartedly as if you're serving the Lord. I am in a place where I can walk alongside others and pour into them instead of running on empty. And I can focus on adding more value than I take. What does this look like? For me and my personality and what I love doing, I drop off dinner when a new baby arrives. Sometimes I'll send a voice text with a prayer or a devotional. I'll send coffee to a friend when I know they're facing a tough day. Sometimes I just send a funny meme. I think some of my best friend's love languages are coffee and memes. But it could look like leading a small group or a Bible study. It could mean offering to take the kids so that your friends can go on a date. This can look like so many different things. My husband and I, we really believe that it takes intentional relationships and community to raise our kids. And we love doing that. And what that kind of looks like is doing life together. Sometimes it looked like hosting big Sunday dinners with our friends. And sometimes it looked like just playdates at the parks or breaking bread together after church. There are times where it meant like a weekly happy hour FaceTime call to you know, share a beverage with a faraway bestie or dropping a card in the mail or sending an Amazon gift card or sometimes even just texting I miss you, like taking the initiative to do that. Um, but we love doing life with others. Like we each have friends that we can reach out to like separate in our marriage, but we also have couples that we love to do group things together. And we also know families that have some families, their kids are the same ages as ours. And so that can make it a little crazy because we have four, then you add in more kids. It's like a zoo. But it's always so much fun. And sometimes the kids are different ages. And it's so nice to be able to walk alongside others because people that have older kids, they have already walked through the seasons that we are currently in with our littles. And so they can just give a different kind of encouragement. And I love that. I love that my kids have incredible and amazing people as examples in their life. And when things happen, my kids know that those people are going to be there. So when we had our one-year-old, we had to decide, okay, you know, if we have all the kids, who is going to pick up who? And if it's a school day, who is going to get person A to school and from school and all of that jazz? It was so reassuring to me that I have people alongside me in life saying, yep, I'll be there. If it's one in the morning, five in the morning, three in the afternoon, yep, I got you. And if you're listening and you're thinking, oh, this is what I want, or this is what I had and now I don't, now I feel alone, I don't know where to start, this is overwhelming, like Mandy, you're annoying, like duh, of course, I want that. Well, let me tell you, like I've been there too. I've been in seasons where it has been really lonely. I felt like I didn't have anyone in my corner and I had nobody to talk to. Sometimes that was my own fault. You know, I've had friendships fall apart. It could have been really easy for me to be point the finger and place the blame on somebody else. At the end of the day, I can only change myself and take ownership of what I bring to the table. And sometimes that means reaching out to make amends. And sometimes that means putting on your big girl pants and moving forward to be better and building new relationships. And I've been there. I've been there. I think that, you know, we have all been there. I mean, nobody is perfect. It can be really 
lonely. But at some point, I had to decide, okay, like what do I want my life to look like? There was a period of time where I had no idea who I was. I had no idea what I was doing. I wasn't ready to put in the work to be my best self. And so it was easy to just live in denial and pretend like I was fine. Everything is fine. I am totally fine. There's nothing wrong. My life is great. And when I did that, I didn't have true authentic friendships. I didn't have people that I could reach out to or ask for help. Well, I didn't ask for help because everything was fine. (laughs) It was really lonely and really exhausting. And it took a lot of hard work. It took a lot of hard conversations. It still takes hard conversations to have intentional friendships. I'm telling you it is worth it. So if you're listening and if you can relate to any single part of this (laughs) at any point, I just want to let you know that I have been there. The people that you choose to have in your life and to have in your corner, it's definitely going to look different than mine. That's good. That's okay. Like it's up to you to build the friendships and relationships that you need and are going to thrive in. You are the sum of the people that you hang around with. Who do you want to be? What do you want your marriage to reflect? What do you want desire for the relationships with your children? Some of my friends, I can reach out to them in any season of motherhood to be like, what is happening right now? And I love that they can be like, I have no idea. I have no idea. I had no idea motherhood was going to be like this. Can you please meet me at the park? Because these wild animals need some freedom. Being able to text and call and talk like that is so much more rewarding and fulfilling than the life I lived where I was fine and I wasn't. So going back to my questions, like what do you want your marriage to reflect? What desire for the relationships that you have with your children? We've been only been married for four years and that really isn't a lot of time. And so we love doing life with people who have been married for a little bit longer. And we also love to do life with people who just got married. There's so much value that each of these couples give and bring to our family and the examples that they set for our kids because of the stage that they're at. I love that. I love that. And then what what kind of parent do you want to be? I love hanging out with parents that have similar values to me because iron sharpens iron. I love having others that set that example and set that standard and remind me the kind of mom I am in Bryce and who God made me as a mom to be for my kids. Like I love doing life to remember those truths. What are your hobbies? Do you like to go for hikes on the weekends? Are your kids in lots of extracurricular activities? Do you want to learn a new hobby? Like what area in your life do you want to grow? If you know me or if you've listened, you know I love self-development. I love reading. I love classes. I love improving. I love looking at myself and being like, uh, that could use that could use some work. And then I love figuring out how to get that work done. And so sometimes that means a mentor. Sometimes that means an accountability partner. Sometimes that means hiring a trainer. (laughs) But I'm telling you, if you're a new mom, you need community and support. And you need to be selective about what that looks like and who those people are. You know, you don't have to let just anybody be a part of your life and community. Are you a stepmom? Yeah, girl, you for sure need a strong community and support system to have your back. 
high-conflict co-parenting, yeah, you probably need a mentor and you probably need an accountability partner so you don't send mean emails. Do you have more than one kid? You probably need some community. New marriage? Yeah, first couple of years of marriage, probably need some people in your corner. These are people that are going to lean in and do life together. They are going to love on you when you're needing support. I'll just read you some texts that I have sent some of my favorites over this last week. Hey, heard this song. These lyrics hit me hard. Thought you'd love them. Can I drop off dinner this week? Tell me what night it will help the most. Want to come to the kids game this weekend? Women's group is at 930. Are you going? Hey, here's a link and a coupon code for a marriage retreat we're going to do. Scriptures, my devotionals, meme, meme, (laughs) another meme. Hey, how can I be encouraging to you? Will coffee make this any better? I dropped something off at your door. Let me know when you get it. Playdate next week? But I'll be honest with you. There are harder weeks and what texts look like during those weeks. It looks like this. Hey, I don't want to talk about it, but can you pray for me? Hey, did you already start making dinner? Is there any way you can make a double batch and drop it off to me? I'm overwhelmed. I miss you. I don't know what you're doing, but I need to come over. This is the hardest day I've ever lived. I cannot wait for tomorrow. Hey, do you have ABC or XYZ? Because I left, can't find it, forgot it. I don't know where it could be. That is just a small snapshot, a piece of my life, piece of my conversations, and it is going to look different for everybody. So I don't want you to compare. Obviously, my personality is a little strong. You don't have to do it like me. You don't have to send the same texts that I do. You don't have to have the same values as my family. I'm just sharing what is important to me. You know, having community has always challenged me from the moment I was ready to move forward in my life to be my true self. From that moment, I realized that my relationships needed to change. Some of the people in my life have been there through this transition. And you want to know what? To those people, thank you. You are the real MVPs, like for real. They walked alongside me as I healed and grew and truly discovered who I was and who I am. And that process allowed me to discover who to be authentically and how to be vulnerable with others that I love so much now and that I love doing life with. And so like I said earlier, this truly does not happen overnight. It takes time. It takes experience. It takes living and loving. And there's going to be mistakes and apologies and asking for forgiveness and hey, are we still friends? Or hey, are you mad at me? But there's going to be so much more than that. There's going to be so much celebrating. There's there's going to be so many memories made and so much fun when it's all done together. The way that I describe my community, it kind of sounds big. And I think it kind of is, actually. But maybe that's because I have a big personality. I have a big family, or at least I think it's big. And I am in a place in my life where it's perfect for us right now because it's exactly what we need. I mean, it's always growing and evolving and changing, but it's taken a lot of hard work, a lot of hard conversations, and a lot of reflecting on myself and where I'm at. 
No matter where you are at, I think it's safe to say over the past couple of years, things have really changed for a lot of people. And what has helped me is having people in my life to reach out to and also to help and serve. That has made a big impact on how I feel as a wife, a mom, a believer. I want that for others. Having a community really support my big blended family helps set us up for success in so many aspects of our lives. You know, marriage, parenting, business, work, extracurricular activities, family, faith. And I could not do this alone. Absolutely not. And we're not meant to do life alone. So with that, I will close this out in prayer. Lord, thank you so much for giving me this day and this opportunity to share what is on my heart. I think um, for many of us, we have experienced deep hurts that prevent us from truly leaning into you and your word, but also others around us in our lives. It can be so hard to put our trust in others and put our put even trust ourselves when we have been hurt or even when we have hurt other people. Please help me and anyone listening to step out in faith, to be intentional with you and those around them. Help us to remember the fruit of the spirit. Help us to remember to be brave and be the f- first one to reach out. Help us to be our best selves for those around us. Grow closer to you. Grow closer to each other. Help us to meet our loved ones where they're at and love on them and help our loved ones to accept our help and help them to accept our love and doing life alongside them. Lord, be with anyone who feels alone and isolated. Be with them, please. Please give them peace, only peace that you can give. I ask that you place people into the lives of those listening. Place people that can lean in and point to your truth. Bring people that can show up with coffee or dinner or offer to do laundry, but also show up with vulnerability and prayer in your truth, Lord. Guide me as I continue to share. In your name, amen. I'm an open book and will answer any question you have, well, eventually. Just hit details on this episode or find the contact me box on my website and shoot me a message. Be sure to follow on social media and hit subscribe to stay in the loop. Oh, 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 oh,